Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast, proudly sponsored and presented and with all the love in the world by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. This is a big Friday show. Brad Hopkins, if you don't know who he is, 13 years left tackle. The Tennessee Titans. The Bears have become the Tennessee Titans. He's going to join us at in about 30 minutes. And the head of content, CHGO Sports leader, Kevin Kadok, joining us on this Friday. Because everybody else doesn't want to work and Kevin never stops working. So good to see you, my friend. What's up, Carm? I'm glad to be here. It's a, it's a good way to head into the weekend. Uh, talk a little bit, Bears. Yesterday was all baseball for me, uh, maybe a little bit for you. Um, so it's it's good to kind of get back. I, you know, I, I caught up with all the Anthony Richardson stuff from the pro day. So we'll be talking a little bit about that as well, uh, which is crazy. But uh, I saw you out at, at, at Wrigley yesterday at the, at the Country Club Bar for uh, the CHGO Cubs pregame and watch party. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I've never been... Um... Well, first of all, it was a great opening day. Opening day is awesome. I would like to tell baseball that we really don't need to do opening day um, in March. That's just me. Uh, you know, let's let's push it back to say April fifteenth. Let's have double headers on Sundays. Let's uh, make that a one price ticket. Let's give something back to the fans. I know nobody's ever going to do this. Everybody wants to squeeze every ounce of dollar out of everything possible. That's just. My own, what I'd like to see baseball do. Go to 154 games would be sweet, yeah. too. Um, that would all be, these are all good answers, but it was awesome yesterday. So yesterday yeah. was awesome with the pitch clock, and now you're getting greedy, Carm. You're getting greedy. I am. A, I am. Put another I am. code on. Yeah, the, well, Close question on. for the chat. Kevin and, I, Kevin and I were talking before the show. Is everybody, like, just geeked out about how cool baseball is now, that we're going to get two hours and 20-minute games, and you, it almost feels like you're watching the game in in, in – I don't know. He's like you're, you're at one and a half speed on, you know, it just looks, it looks totally different. And I think everyone's in love with it. Absolutely. I mean, I was at both parties yesterday, the Cubs and the White Sox won. And just how quickly the game was moving to me was great. Um, you know, I, I know maybe some people aren't for it. I know Marcus Stroman said it's a little difficult for, you know, as a pitcher to uh, to work with that clock, but it didn't seem to phase him yesterday. He pitched, you know, pretty damn well. Would like to see more of that for the Cubs. Um, I think baseball needed it to walk, to be able to sit there and everyone at the whistle last night was locked in on that Sox Astros game for the last you know four or five innings. I think Dylan Cease, you know, in the bottom of the sixth went out there and and it was like a two minute half inning. It's like yeah, sign sign us up for that. So. Uh, I am definitely for it. I don't think anyone's attention span is ever going to get longer uh, in this day and age. So the more that baseball can kind of look and, and try to fit games into that two and a half hour time frame, to me, is a win. I'm already uh, loving the chat here. Mubs, no one cares about baseball. Hey, Mubs, that's not true. We got football fans who likes who like baseball, but we'll, there's plenty of football talk. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. We get we got a we got a whole bunch of Anthony Richardson about to come at you with some Bears angles too. Uh, and I think everybody can relate to this one and I'd love to do a little poll here and Joey, I want your opinion too, but I, I'm out in the bleachers yesterday. I'm surveying Wrigley field and, uh, I wanted to go see how much, how much is the double cheeseburger small Cheval? You got Anybody got a guess on how much the double cheeseburger is? And, uh, if you are going to Wrigley and you want to have the premium burger, what it will cost you on a 
whatever day you show up at Wrigley is. So do they have a single option or is it just double as the standard? They've got both options, but I think they're the, I, maybe there was a dollar difference, but I think it's basically the same price. So you're, you're going double. If you got fries, I, I live right down the street from the Oshawa on Wells Street. If you got fries, it's close, no fry. close First to 20 of all, with the fries. So I would say at least like $17 for the burger. Mm-hmm. I was going to say $18 burger only. Okay, so you're both dead on. I, 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 it was either sixteen ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine. Burger only. I think the fries were six ninety nine. Another seven, and then the milkshake. If you're doing it right, in my mind, at least you're getting the shake too. So you're at, let's call it seventeen for the burger, seven for the fries, twenty four. The shake is eight. You're at thirty two. Throw on the tax. That's a thirty five dollar lunchy out at Wrigley Field. Uh, there's something about me the way I was raised. Fred Carmen, World War II. You know, we used to bring the, the the sandwiches. We had the PB&J. We had the corned beef going on. I, I cannot get myself to do it. I was in line. I I hit the I hit the thing. I looked at it. I saw the right. I'm like, nope, not doing it. It's How much my... baseball did you miss while standing in line for it? You probably it, missed it, it, probably it, three innings. No line. Shockingly, no line. I mean, I was I was mid fifth, but you know, so everybody at those at those prices, Carm. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. they're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Like, here's the thing. Also, like, I, I've been like long on this this soapbox that like baseball has turned its ballparks into the equivalent of the modern day county fair, where it's like, yeah, come out and eat all this freakish food and whatever, and everything is so geared towards getting people onto that concourse and spending money. Well, now if you shorten the games to two and a half hours, and people yeah. are gonna be, you know. I don't know. Baseball owners m- might be a little angry with what they uh, with, with what they started once they start adding up the the receipts from the concessions every day. Well, the, and the concourse not in the bleachers yesterday it was jammed the whole day. It was a nightmare down there. So that that maybe that 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 could be a, a thing. But so I'll the, tell you the, one thing. This this was awesome, Carm. I was planning on eating at Palermo's on 95th, which was right next to the Whistle. Never had their pizza. Wanted to try it, and. As we were getting ready for the show, someone walked in with uh, some pizza from Nana's. They're these gigantic, like football size, yeah, like, field size pizzas, free. And I was like, you know what? Like the the best pizza is free pizza. So we had ourselves a time. I, I've heard Nana's is delicious too. So let's. Uh, it was congrat- great. Congratulations on all of that. Here, the punchline of this of the bleacher story is though I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm doing my first uh, Wrigley bathroom visit. And you know now you've got the you've got the actual solo urinal option, or you can go trough. Anybody who goes solo urinal, we're not seeing eye to eye. You got to go old school. You got to join everybody. You got to be in it together, like it was yesterday at the Country Club. CHGO chants ringing out. Ryan Herrera walking in there chanting Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. It was amazing. And so I'm you know I'm 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 hanging out at the trough. I'm I'm living the dream. And I hear a huge thud. To my right, and I turn and I look, and Cub fan number one has dropped his phone right in the trough. Full trough situation, busy day, yeah. opening day, a lot of flow coming his way, and like everybody else turned because it was a loud thud too, and people were like, it was just a, it was a group. Oh man, that, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, dude. And so, I think I I think I led the way with it, like pick it up, get in there, like you know what else you know you, you got to get it. You're not gonna leave it in there. 
So this dude, I, to the chat, what do you do in that moment? Like, what's your move? There is no good one. He sticks his hand in there. He pulls that phone out. There's a little ledge above the above the trough. He puts it on, and then uh. he just and then he just <laughs> keeps texting away. He finishes off the text that he was doing when he lost his phone Wait, into here, the trough. Here's the thing. Here, you got to be keeping your phone in the pocket because <laughs> under no circumstances, I mean, you shouldn't be, ever use your phone in the bathroom. It's just disgusting. And but then also in a trough like setting, you're looking down. You can't look down when you're at the trough. I don't care if you're looking at a text from from Trixie and Lincoln Park. You can't do it. <laughs> Kari Blazingame, I see you, buddy. You drop your phone in the trough. What do you do, buddy? Uh, this is by the way. This is not a Cubs thing. This is this is we can all. Re- this could very I, well happen at Soldier Field or whatever the new thing's going to be in Arlington Heights. I hope they have troughs. I, I have a ba- I have a Bears. Um, well, this is too long of a story. I'll tell it later. But I have a Bears. If, if people are interested, I will tell a Bears bathroom, like old Soldier Field pre-renovation story. That's actually pretty funny, but we probably should get into Anthony Richardson. Okay. All right. Well, we can do it. <laughs> Blazing game is leave. You can't leave your phone. Blazing game. You, unless no. I mean, I guess you just got the two-year deal right now. You got, but that's a, that's all your contacts. You, you, I know they're backed up somewhere, but you you can't do it. You got to get it. Yeah. I was I was actually at the Winter Classic, the the Red Wings and Blackhawks in what two thousand nine, and some guy dropped his gloves into the trough, and that is a leave it situation. And that guy picked them up and put it back on. Okay, well, uh, that gloves. you can leave gloves, right? But you're going inside the glove, so you're not you know the urine on the outside, hand in the inside. I could see if it, if it's super cold. How cold was it? It was freezing. It was like you, one of the I got things I, I've ever been to. I I got. <laughs> It was a, it was a hockey game outside on January first, Carm. Like, what do you got, mean? How cold was it? You were well, just I at a baseball game on March March thirtieth, and it was freezing. It's okay. How cold I'm was it? Yeah, I'm it telling, was freaking. It was balmy, Carm. I mean, there was. I'm just telling you. I if I, I needed a weather. If it was thirties, I'm leaving it. If it's zero, I'm not. There's a difference between a zero and a thirty and a wind. What's the wind doing? The shop, man. There's not another iPhone in the gift shop. There's plenty of gloves in the gift shop. So. You could, but then that's like a forty dollar glove, and I, I don't. I, it's, 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 by the way, I see Bragg's in here. What do I do? I chuck the P phone at Cram. What? What kind of? What kind of friend is that on a Friday to join the show and 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 and, and, and threaten an attack in a in a in a in a in a, in a bathroom? Biggs, uh, which. That was hysterical. Vendor Vendor Vooch yesterday. By the way, a lot of love for CHGO, Kevin, yeah. uh, uh, walking around yesterday. Uh, right. People pe- people recognizing uh, the cram. It was it was nice, um, and and people loving CHGO Bears. So it was just it was it was a good day walking walking around at good old Wrigley. So thank you to, love to all who, who said hello. A- I, Adam, my guy up in uh, section two twenty, who uh, took a pick with. Uh, you're the man. All right, let's get to Anthony Richardson. He's so inside Carm knowledge here, not really inside, Mm -hmm. but I was talking with a betting expert, not going to name names, even though I probably can, but I just, whatever, some, somebody who would be considered a sharp who's made a lot of money. Did he have a city or a state name attached to, to his real name? You know, he he did this, this, this dude doesn't actually look like he didn't like reek of the sharpness. He was like. Kind of relaxed, chill dude. 
but yet on the side, this is what he does, and he's super smart and has his own way of figuring out who he's going to gamble on, and he's just he's done incredibly well for himself, at least – I mean, I tend to believe people when they speak, so he could be lying, but I, this guy just seems legit. And so uh, the, the inside knowledge is that uh, the Tennessee Titans are super interested in Anthony Richardson. And if you look at the gambling markets, you've, the line has moved enormously with Tennessee as far as them drafting a quarterback and uh, very much might be the, 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 in, the, the in the in is that they're trading up to three so doing it with the Cardinals and, and Arizona trading out, which would mean that you'd have three QBs going in the top three, which however it's going to go. They're, they want Richardson. They think that it's probably going to go Stroud, Young, then Richardson. They get him at three, which, you know, it's probably good for the Bears that you want all these QBs going, but you actually made a great point, which we can bring uh, in now, Kevin, that like maybe you, maybe you didn't want him to be so hot – so he'd be sitting there at nine, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard thing to figure out, right? I mean, obviously the Bears are already down at number nine. Um, there's been plenty of buzz. Okay, can they can they trade down again and, and collect some more and, and, and maybe even get, you know, a third pick, third first round pick in 2024? 20, uh, this, I think, changes the game, right? Um, a, a lot. Um, and, and to me, it's, it's fun. It's, it, it, I think it, it starts another round of, of speculation and conversation. So to have the football um, world looking at, at Gainesville yesterday and seeing what Richardson is doing, and then to see what – did you see what the Seahawks were doing? Like the Seahawks are taking selfies with him. He, uh, Richardson's got the phone out, and, and there's Pete Carroll and everyone else. And so, okay, are the Seahawks – uh, interested in that. So is someone going to have to leapfrog them and get into that Cardinals pick? Um, but obviously if the Cardinals move down into that 11 spot, that takes that, that frees things up for the bears. Um, yep. That's right. So that's I, I think that's generally, I mean, I think it, it's generally good from a, there's going to be more of a, you know, nine quarterback selection there at number nine. But if you wanted to get extra draft capital, and maybe try to pull what the Giants did with the Bears two years ago, in which you know they gave up their pick, you know, once Fields dropped. Um, to me, that's kind of going out the window now that Richardson is, is seen as a, a surefire top guy, top five guy. If you missed his pro day yesterday, just this is not the reason that he's flying up the board, but it's just kind of confirmation. Yeah. Uh, and Joey, can you show us him hitting the damn ceiling in Gainesville? The six four four, two hundred and thirty one pound, incredible athlete. We yeah. can play. We can play him dunking a basketball too, Joe. I, I love. So I love. Isn't, it. This isn't that big of a deal. Like this has kind of become a thing. Like quarterbacks do this, right? Like Will Levis already did it. Um, I guess Mac Jones was saying that he st- he invented this whole thing two years ago. But, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I can't do it. I couldn't come close, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not like it was this yeah, accidental. Not... I don't know my own strength thing. He was just doing it to to go viral, which is good for it, you know. I, I okay, I got turned on by it. Look, it's <laughs> it, it it comes so easy out of his hand. The I mean, he's just if you're watching the rest of his video too, he's he's just like it's just it's an effortless thing. Can I see him dunking a basketball? Um, I this this guy, I fell in love with him. Uh, at one point, and so here, here he is. By the way, going, playing, Don't you playing. Fall in love with him, yeah, basketball. 
Well, I just I love ridiculous athletes, and there he is with absolutely. I mean, look at look at this guy, Kevin. Seriously. Oh, I, I, you saw the tweet from yes from from yesterday about the the relative athletic score. He is a ten out of ten um, since they've been tracking that this from nineteen eighty seven to twenty twenty three. He is first out of eight hundred and ninety quarterback prospects. It's insane. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it was you guys talking about it when you guys were down at the combine, or or maybe he was just talking about it in his interview. But I, he was saying like someone came up to him in in a hotel lobby in Indianapolis, and and the the person says, "Oh, are you you know are you here for to be in the NFL?" And he, he was like, "Yes, sir." And he's like, "Well, what position do you play?" And Richardson said, "What position do you think I play?" And the guy said, "Well, you're probably a, a you know linebacker or an edge rusher," and. For him to do what he's able to do at the quarterback position, it's not hard to see why why people are you know so excited over the possibility. But but also the risk assessment assessment level here is is off the charts too. Because look, I mean, he was what six and seven as a starter at Florida, right? Um, and so that and that's the other side of it. I mean, and St- Stephen Haynes in the in our super chat. Uh, five, I think that's Euro dollars. Cram for life. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, I've been communicating with my, uh, uh, with my, whatever you call him, my 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 doppelganger. It's not a doppelganger. What what do I? What 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 is what is what is at Cram for life? What, my my Twitter friend, my buddy, oh, yeah. my hero, whatever he is. Parody account. My parody account. Thank you. He. Uh, he claims that he might reveal himself at some point. I don't know if he's revealing himself to everybody. He might reveal himself to me. I don't know who it is, but the rumor on the street is that Braggs knows who the hell it's, is. It's probably is Braggs. It so, and I called Braggs yesterday when I heard that Braggs knew, and uh, he 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 instantly buttoned me. Just just, which, very very rude. Yeah. Um, I I want to point out. Um, a comment from I think Ninos on here saying that this Richardson news is proof that Ryan Poles traded up too early. And I was actually going to ask you that question, whether you thought that this means that, or in fact, the opposite, because now if you're not just set on the first, you know, there, there's more quarterbacks available. And we, we talked about it even before the Bears traded the number one pick. It's not a clear-cut number one, so what is really the value of having that number one pick? Do you think now with Richardson, where he's at, do you think the Bears could have gotten more? It's a great question. Uh, I mean, I think, like, overall, would I say that Poles made a mistake? My answer is no. You have the you have the information that you have at the time, and you're getting the receiver you want. You're getting the draft picks you want. You're comfortable with it. I got no problem with what Poles did. Yeah. Richardson was already moving up. How much increased value does he have to the Bears at one? Like, I'm not seeing that uh, people are dying to get all the way up to one to get him. I mean, the, the Titans. Yeah, I mean, was... I, think you could make the, I think you'd make the argument that it may have decreased the value of that number one pick with, with Richardson kind of getting into that, saying, oh, well, if we don't get – if we don't get one of these guys, now it, it certainly increased the value of Arizona's pick, right? I feel great for our our guys in PHNX, right? If if that's something that they want to do, and and you kind of wonder if you know the Jalen Carter, like you know the Jalen Carter um, storyline here, kind of helps 
Arizona give up on that pick too. I, I don't know. My other question for you too is we talk, already talked about Seattle possibly being interested at number five. Is Detroit interested at number six now? So that's another great question. Um, I I wouldn't. I think the like if I'm the Lions right now, I am leaning into making my defense even better. You've 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 completely changed your secondary. You've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you've you've already got a pretty you know significant foundation with Aiden Hutchinson. You add some studs around him. That offense was moving along just fine. I know that Jared Goff's not not sexy, but. Uh, it's he's he's one of those quarterbacks where I think he had a great year last year. He's not getting enough credit for what he did. But so he, I think don't like the the Lions don't need Anthony Richardson to be a day one starter, just like the Sea need him to be a, a day one starter. And he is a project. The the Colts, the Texans, um, uh, the Panthers, they they need a day one starter this year, and that's not Anthony Richardson. So. I to me, like, okay, you know, if you're the Lions, why not? Do you want to end up being like the Minnesota Vikings where, sure, you've got Kirk Cousins and he hasn't won you a damn thing? And to me, that screams Jared Goff. Well, okay, let's 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 go full Detroit then. If you're the Lions and you want Anthony Richardson, you might have to trade your six and your 18 to get up to three to get him. You, are you doing that? That is a that is a huge lean in, and so Detroit. Yeah. Detroit is in a position right now where if they add to that defense, they are. So you think there's no way now that Richardson drops to number six? There's, I don't think after, I, I don't after his combine and after his pro day, there's just no way. I mean, you you mentioned you just mentioned what Seattle's doing. The rumor that I have, I, I believe, uh, is I, I'm pretty damn confident in, in that information. So I don't think yeah. he's getting to six. I really don't. I don't know if he's getting to three. I don't. I I, I would be stunned, stunned if Carolina mm-hmm. went away from CJ and picked him. And I would be stunned also um, if Houston got off young. But I don't know if I'm the Houston Texans. And I'm looking at a dude who's got, and I love, I, I fell in love with Bryce Young. I've been on this podcast talking about it, so I don't, I don't want to back all the way off from it. But I also felt, I went, once I saw what Richardson was doing, I started to get very interested. And if I'm looking at an athletic freak, yeah. and, I, and I don't have to win right away, versus somebody who's, insanely talented in the pocket and sees the field incredibly well, but sits at 5'10 and a hundred and some odd pounds, even though he's listed at 203, still the lightest guy ever to be drafted in the first round as a quarterback. I don't know, man, that is a, that is a tough long-term play. Let Anthony Richardson come in here. This is a great kid. He's got, he's got uh tremendous off the field resume. Dude was like, super into doing uh positive things and he's a physical freak and he's and he's had great moments on the field i don't know i don't know that's a really tough call if there was a sure th- I, i'm not you know so it's my, my I, I, but i don't think i don't think yeah. he's getting past three i really don't I mean, you're probably right after the hype that we, we see now and we see what what gms you know talk themselves into but i I'll ask you this. Are you glad that the Bears are not in on this conversation for Anthony Richardson? Um, it's... Are, aren't you... 
because he's so far from a sure thing. I mean, like, right. So that's that's the so other far. side of it. That's the other side of it. It's like you know, if we didn't have Justin Fields and the Bears were sitting at one, you know what I would be thinking? I'd be thinking that there's no question that we're gonna whoever we take, we're gonna get it wrong. We're we're gonna blow this because that's what the Bears do. That's where I that's where my nerves would be at. Um, but I, you know, we we were having this conversation. Is is Justin Fields? Is he not? Is he is he, he his his floor to me is established. You can right, win. absolutely yeah. This is not a Justin Fields conversation. I'm just kind of saying like I'm glad I'm not rolling these dice. I guess yeah. No, for sure. Tough tough year to be up there and. You know, are you are you making the big bet? Are you taking the huge swing and looking like a genius? Um, you know, it's a lot different. Like if you go back to, you know, Patrick Mahomes, dude was throwing head games where he's throwing for seven hundred yards. Dude's tape was ridiculous. Um, that's and Anthony has his moments, but this ain't the same. So yeah. I don't know. And and Christopher Rains, I see you in the comment. Jalen Carter, the Lions. The Lions are a complete wild card right now. Dan Campbell's out there talking about how much he, you know, it's, in, quote, he used to use the word interesting with the, the stuff that they're learning about Jalen Carter from his teammates. And I have no idea what Detroit's going to do. It's, but if the, the Lions do seem, though, that they're very much in win-now mode and have a great chance to be a heavy favorite going into the season to win the North. That's how this is right now. By the, by the way, that, Carb, yesterday, yesterday was four weeks until the draft. So we're getting there. I hear, I hear we're having a big outing somewhere, Kevin. I hear that. That's yeah. CHG. So I, th- I think we're, we're probably set to announce our draft party location and all the details. Hopefully on Monday, fingers on crossed. Monday, you know, how okay. things go around here, but okay. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate everyone's patience up to now. We have the venue. We're just ironing out a, couple little details how much it's going to cost you know how many people can attend all that sort of thing but it is I mean, it's going to blow people's minds um like to, to me it's going to be the biggest event by far that we've had at chgo and i think it's just going to kind of reset the bar for for what we know a bears a chgo bears event will be uh gary ross is in the comment too he wants more happy hours I'm, he's not the only one i want more happy hours so more happy hours are coming right kevin Absolutely. I think we're doing planning one for April 19th. So make sure you get those uh, diehard memberships. We had a, a pretty good group, what, 25, 30 people out there. And it's, you know, it's not too small. It's not too big. It's just like a great group of, of people. And we did a mock draft last time. I'm sure we'll be doing a mock draft this time. So buy those yeah. diehard memberships. Yep. Brad Hopkins, by the way, coming up here, 13-year NFL left tackle. We'll talk some offensive line. We'll talk some Titans with him. Uh, I do want to remind you that the Comment Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve, save money and energy. Uh, Kevin, you got your free facility assessment yet? I have I not gotten my free uh, assessment well, yet. Well, well just remember... Much? Well, remember, buddy, they, they help you find energy-saving opportunities, lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, industrial processes, which I know is big in the Kadok household. You have an authorized engineer who's going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan to uh, your goals and needs. That can be done in person, virtually, and they last approximately two hours. And then in three to four weeks, Customers are going to receive a report detailing the energy efficiency projects 
they can start working on immediately. So each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and a simple payback. Kevin, you you up for uh, getting some money back in your pocket? Are you good with that? Absolutely. As much money as I can get back, I always want back. That's right. And you're giving back to the world, too. Putting more energy out there. This is all a beautiful thing. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Kev. Carm, I want to tell you about DraftKings. You know what? I had um, I let myself down yesterday. Okay. I, I was feeling hopeful. I was feeling optimistic. As we were walking out of the Country Club bar, I said to Jake, I said to Casey, I need to pull out my DraftKings Sportsbook app and put a parlay on both Chicago teams to win their opening. Both of them were, were underdogs or plus money. I could have combined those. And unfortunately at that time I was carrying a bunch of gear and then I forgot the Cubs game started. I didn't do it. And I, like, honestly, the, the, you know, my record on bets I didn't make is, is a perfect 100% if you can believe it. I mean, I'm That's... sure you can I, I, you're, you're a perfect guy. I've, I've always yeah. known that about you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely pulling out that DraftKings Sportsbook app this weekend. I'll probably put some more money down on the Cubs or Sox. Uh, definitely on that final four action. I am all on the San Diego State hype train. I think they're taking it home. Um, and if you're interested in the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook app, now is the time to do it because if you download that and use the code CHGO. Uh, and you make just one $5 bet, you will get $200 in bonus bets. It's silly. It's bonus bets. Um, and that's really a way to do it. That's a really great deal right now. So make sure you do that. Um, again, that's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for all the details. Yeah, baby. Let's. I got, I got two bets going on in DraftKings right now, which is uh, the Lakers to win the West. Got fourteen to one on that, and twenty-five to one on, on the Lakers to win the whole damn thing. I'm, this is a hedge against my feelings when it happens because I will really you buy don't. an Austin Reeves jersey if that happens. I no, I will not. I'm never buying anything Lakers. Um, all right, we're continuing our Bears offseason coverage, which is brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. You can learn more at comet.com/poweringbiz. With our guest today which is former Houston Oiler, Tennessee Titan, 13 years in the NFL, all, of course, with the same organization. He's a co-host on Sirius XM, The End Zone, as Brad Hopkins joins us on the show right now. Hi, Brad. Thank you for joining CHL Bears. Mark, Kev, it's great to be on with you guys. And uh, you also forgot Moline Maroon, state champion Moline Maroon. Okay, That's okay. Right. Yeah, baby. Won the state championship for the first time in high school history right here, man. I'm on the Mississippi River, baby, coming home. What's going so, on? Amazing. Okay, I, I, I did not I, – I, Yeah, I missed you got to do your homework, Carm. What's up, man? I'm from your neck of the woods, bro. I'm 180 listen, miles west of you. What's going down? What's going well, on? Well, listen, first of all, since you brought that up, I love the Quad Cities. I'm a huge fan of Chestnut right. Mountain. I Chestnut Mountain, me and Galena get some gambling going on on the river. Never know what can happen on one of those nights. I'm in. So, so, you props to props to your heritage, Brad. And I'm what? also a former Illini too, some from Champaign. So I run the triangle, bro. Yeah. I understand Chicago like the back of my hand. I'm from Moline, and I also went to school in Illinois. You know, yeah. Champaign. What's going yeah. on? Well, we with, know, we with, get... with the Bears, bring, with the Bears bringing so many uh, ex Titans in, it only makes sense for CHGO Bears to also add, you know, its own Titan. <laughs> 
Well, duh, Kev. Well, duh. <laughs> Which Titan should the Bears be most excited about that they have uh, acquired here, Brad? We've got we've got three of them. Uh, you know, I, I I think like the big you know people I think are most uh, interested in Nate Davis, but you know we right. got we got we got Demarcus Walker who could have an impact on that D. Dylan Cole perhaps as well, a little special teams thing. Nate Davis can. Can he impact this Bears team up front? You're an offensive line guy. Well, do they give an offensive lineman three years if they don't think that he can? No, he'll probably be on a prove deal, get out of camp kind of situation. Uh, I don't think that that's something that they've solidified as far as the interior or even the exterior of that offensive line. That's something they need to continue to address. But it is good to get a veteran like Nate Davis, someone who's been around the block a time or two. Uh, at least a shot at being the guy there for a long time. And they've given him the kind of commitment. So I would probably say him. And Demarcus Walker, I thought, was a guy that was developing nicely here. But, of course, this is a business. And in the end, you want to get paid for what you do. And if you feel that your efforts can be best served someplace else and you can get paid someplace else, then albeit, have at it. So Chicago gets a couple of good guys, I thought, some up-and-comers, if you will. Um, but I don't think they're by any stretch close to being done. Yeah. Is there any anybody in the draft on the offensive line that stands out to you, Brad? Do you have a preference between Paris Johnson? Do you have a preference between Peter Skaronsky? Uh There's you know we got there's three options there. Who stands out mm-hmm, for you? Mm-hmm. So I like Paris Johnson not only because he's from uh, Ohio State, which plays the top talent in the league every single season, um, but the fact that he also played guard and tackle. As a matter of fact, I think he was a left guard before playing left tackle, which. He really became recognized there. So he shows his versatility there, right, Mark? Yep. But I also like Peter Skronsky. And as a matter of fact, I think we're going to probably get into uh, who I think the Bears would take at number nine. And I think it is Peter Skronsky. Uh, here's a guy that's in uh, the Bears' backyard who they probably have some familiarity with well before he even became a Wildcat. I mean, the kid was born in Park Ridge. So I think that there's some connections there, him playing at home, essentially, in the climate, right, and in the trenches. This is a situation I think that you know could do them well too. With with Peter Skaronsky, the the discussion is all about his uh, you know arm length. They're short. They're short for what offensive tackle should be. What does that mean? What what does arm length mean to you? You know, as an offensive line guy. Well, first off, one of the best moves that defensive linemen try to use, Kev, is they try and grab your outside of your shoulder. And if you don't have the arm link to keep long arm defensive linemen away from your shoulder pads, then you're going to be in a world of hurt. Uh, as a matter of fact, they also use that in the bull rush situation. Imagine me being a defender and I can extend my arms and get to your chest well before you even come into contact with my body. That could be a problem, which is usually why, Kevin, uh, shorter armed linemen are particularly inside, you know, because their mm-hmm. battle is, is it's more uh, in close proximity. You're, you're in a fighting right. phone booth, you know, versus being in space where you have to use your feet and then subsequently deal with a guy that's athletic too and fast. So the arm length is, it can be a liability, but it's all about technique. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Skaronsky, I mean, is he a guy that you think will will stick at, at tackle? I will say uncharacteristically high speed. These guys got better speed than you think he does, okay? And he's also an athlete. You know, so I like the way that he'll probably play the leverage game if you're an athlete, then you've got good flexibility. And I think that he will be able to use that to his advantage. We uh, we should give Broderick Jones a little touch here too. He he's the he started the, the, the yeah, he, he started the least here. Uh, and I don't know if that 
if that matters to you, I mean, he's certainly uh, showed himself to be incredibly athletic, violent. Um, a lot of people think that that could <laughs> could be the guy. Well, I mean, they all are though. Yeah, there's yeah. video. There's videos of Paris Johnson Jr. driving a, a you know a defensive lineman well into the sideline, and, and I mean, it's an obvious right. penalty. He's still going, but hey, if you're into physicality. Young men are going to do young men things. They can learn to not do that. Uh, Broderick Jones has some of the same stuff, but he's also played the least amount of time. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's the blankest of canvases, depending on which uh, offensive line style or technique that he gets drafted to. They could probably use you know that limited experience, but the tremendous upside to kind of create something there. You know, Jordan Maiata from the Jordan from the uh, Eagles. <laughs> he was a rugby player. <laughs> So here's a guy, if you can tap into that athleticism and teach him good technique, he can become a world beater, especially with what you just laid out there, Mark. Uh, The tenacity, I think that's what you're talking about. When we talk about nasty offensive linemen, they're always tenacious in the the trenches, right? So I think that subsequently here's somebody that could take advantage of that tenacity, uh, then also give him some layers of technique, some skill, and then you could probably produce someone that could play for a long, long time. I mean, Brad, you came in and in your first year. You got you got Warren Moon back there. They're putting you at left tackle. You start eleven games. Uh, you know, back in nineteen ninety three as a first round pick, thirteen overall, coming out of Illinois. ILL. I actually don't really like. I and I. Yeah, there you what? go. So I, I, you know, I went to Iowa. I grew up rooting for Northwestern. Oh, we can talk- oh my goodness! Yeah, now come uh, on, Brad. I'm a Badger, Brad. So. Oh my goodness! What? We're gonna leave you hanging there. <laughs> See, I, now you know. I will say that uh, I was not warned that you two were Hawkeyes and Badgers, but we'll get home past that. Yeah. Well, and anyway. you know, and and we should, you know, when we're talking about just you know going back in time, we should give a, a little bit of love out to Jeff George, probably the greatest quarterback in Illinois history. Anybody want to argue with that? I, I don't. I don't think they would. Most what about talented. Jack what about uh, yeah, there's some guys? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Jack Trudeau in the NFL compared to Jeff George, those numbers. Tony are Eason. Gonna, Tony Eason was decent. I, you know, Kirk I, I, I remember. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. At you. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Rose Bowl, right? He threw it out there. He threw it out there. Yeah. My, my, my question, rewinding back, is like how how long does it take in your mind to actually step in and feel comfortable? I mean, the Bears took a fifth round draft pick this year. Uh, Braxton Jones stepped in, played all season long, and and did okay. But he was also doing it on a team that wasn't trying to win, not a whole lot of pressure. And the Bears aren't trying to win the Super Bowl, but they are trying to make a major step forward next year. Right. You know, Mark, it depends really what system that he gets drafted to. I will say if Mel Kuyper were right back in 1993 and I were drafted as a Cleveland Brown, which were, you know, the Bill Belichick Cleveland Browns, I don't think I would have had near the problem transitioning from the collegiate game to the pro game because I came in a uh, traditional, you know, uh, uh, tight end system, the, 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 you know, the pro system versus getting drafted to the Houston Oilers where they ran the run and shoot. I didn't know what a run or a shoot was. So <laughs> having to figure out what in the world I was doing offensively every single day, it was constant thinking which obviously you know, if you're thinking, then you're not really doing that well. It's got to be repetitive. It's got to be continuous and all this other stuff. And it took me years to get comfortable. So I go back to saying, it just depends what system they, they actually get drafted to. And there's really no telling at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, it seems, it, would you, okay, hold on. Let me, let me rewind back. Let, let's talk, let's talk, Brad. 
Because I've thrown out best player available, do that. And I guess that could be a lineman. But if you're the Bears and you, you've you gone out and, and you've added to your talent pool – um, there, there's, there's, you know, you're, you, you, you made a trade with Carolina going up to, you know, you, you have, you now have people for Justin Fields to throw the football to, but you don't, I, there's also concern that you don't have enough. Would you prioritize protecting Justin Fields or would you prioritize getting him more options? What difference does it make the options that you give him, Mark, if he doesn't have time to find them? There comes, there comes the offensive line talk. <laughs> Come on, hey, facts are facts are a stubborn thing, my friend. Why, why I mean, can't if, why why can't I get an old lineman in the second round, third round, you know, and, and, and take the premium talent to, you know, yeah, you are a guy, of I mean, course, who went through the first round, and like you, you could obviously say you're not going to find me in the second round, Mark. You're not going to find me in the third round, Mark. I played 13 years in the league, Mark. I hear, I already, I, the, whole, the whole JSM thing is driving me nuts because you've already, you already have DJ Moore. You already have Chase Claypool. You already have Darnell Mooney. Why are you going to use capital on that ninth pick? Um, you when, don't. You, know, you don't. Yeah, exactly. The reason why I say, listen, number nine is a perfect lineman pick, and the reason why I say it is because you had the first one. If it was so imperative that you address uh, a really pivotal position, guess what? You had the pick of the litter. You can grab the, the cream of the crop, but that wasn't what your need was. You're invested in Justin Fields. You're going to see that thing through. Unless you're calling, hold on, unless you're calling Justin Fields Josh Rosen and you're saying that whatever potential quarterback is coming in is Kyler Murray, that's not the case here. So you don't need that first pick. And it made sense for them to give it to Carolina plus some more draft equity and pick at nine. Nine to solidify that that guy you invested your money in, Mark, is going to stay upright. And the dude that's running the football, who is it, Don, Deontay Foreman? Are you kidding me? Deontay was a beast here when he filled in for Derrick Henry back when Derrick Henry was hurt. Then he took that effort to Carolina and was a mauler down there for over a thousand yards. So you guys got a great back, and you've got a good quarterback that's developing. You got good receivers. You just mentioned Chase Claypool coming over from Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me? I was actually shocked to let him go. So you're surrounding him with weapons. What difference does it make if you don't get him with big bodies up front that can insulate him from the problem? You just said something that Bears fans probably are going to question but would love for you to be right, Brad. You're a big believer in Chase Claypool, who came over here, and granted, middle of the season, getting acclimated, Bears are still figuring things out, but he he was not good. In fact, he was bad. Um, But you think there's a lot there. But you've seen him good, though, haven't you, Mark? We have. That's true. You've, You've seen him good. Okay. Well, yeah. who's this? Okay. Guess what? Geno Smith stunk for the for however long too, didn't he? And then he found yeah. the right connection. He found the right support system around the right belief in him that gave him confidence to be a, a guy that ended up getting a three year, hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. So who's to say also that Chase Cool Chase Claypool is not motivated in a different form or fashion that he was as a Steeler now that he's been traded up out of Pittsburgh. Chat's chat's coming at me here too, saying that I hate Claypool. I don't hate Claypool. I just wouldn't have made that trade. Yeah, no, it sounds like there's some hate in there. Sounds sounds like hate. <laughs> well, and Gary makes the point that that Mooney and Claypool are free agents next year. Yeah, yes, that's true. But like you've already committed so many resources. You you use that number one pick to get DJ Moore. You use basically what is you know uh, the last pick of the first round um to get chase playful like how, how like how much more are you going to commit to that position when you have so many other other question marks particularly on the offensive and defensive lines if you, even if you don't take an offensive lineman uh you know there's there's plenty of defensive linemen to take there too and i understand it's a deep draft but 
to me, like get those guys in the trenches and, and let's go. We Justin Fields has his receivers. Yeah. And I mean, and think about it. He's more of an addition to the run game. You know, if you think about yeah. it, it's, he's had problems passing. That's not where he's most efficient, but the, the dude is dangerous with the rocket in his hand. You know, you have to be mm-hmm. cognizant of that too. So, so as we continue to just pick apart this and, and, and no, we're not going to get to any resolution, obviously, but like when I see Paris Johnson Jr. and a Broderick Jones and Peter Skaretsky, a lot of draft boards going 16, 17, 18, and the Bears sitting at nine, it just feels like an overdraft to me. And being a Chicago guy, B-Hop, you know, I, people that draft for position, like the Portland Trailblazers, not to switch over to basketball, but like the Portland did in 84, we need a center, and you let MJ go. I'm not down for that, that draft philosophy ever in any sport. Take the best available player. One of the guys that excites me, now you just went all Deontay Foreman on us, which is fine. I hope the Bears have a great player there. But Bijan Robinson is straight nasty. That dude is going to impact games. Can you? Would you ever endorse a running back that early? And or trading back, say, in an ideal scenario, like let's say you move back 15, 16, 17, and you take that dude, you pair him with Justin Fields, you get yourself that offensive lineman in the second round, third round, and you roll it that way. Bijan, Bijan's a real one now. Yeah, I, I can't I can't have... Uh... I can't be, have Bijan go to the Bears because I have Bijan going to the Eagles with the next pick. <laughs> okay. 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 That's why I can't have it. Does it make sense? Absolutely, it makes sense. Bijan Robinson was one of the only players that I've met in this year's draft, up close and personal, had a chance to converse with this young man. Remarkable. You remember how we talked about Jalen Hurts being mature above his years? That's this cat. Has true faith. Uh, someone that is already considered a leader. As a matter of fact, he asked the leadership questions when we had our little uh, seminar, let's just call it that, at his training facility in Austin as he's getting ready. And there was an entourage of camera crew following him basically too, so they understand the importance of this young man. Now we know that maybe Najee Harris, a couple of backs you know, in recent years have been taken in the first round. It's not usually something that you see, but this is, I think in, in, in most instances this year in the back class, a unique player. He can do a lot of things. And I think that he's durable, uh, smart, adaptable, and tough. And that's the biggest difference between him and everybody else. I just got so excited by that. I don't think they'll do it. <laughs> no, but- no, no, no. The thing is, they could. I never put Bijan in that situation because I, I thought, and Kevin might agree, that offensive line was something that, that was more imperative than, say, getting a back, especially when you grab Deontay Foreman right. already. How, how, how much is Bijan going to see the field when you have Bijan? Deontay is not giving up that backfield, bro. I'm telling you that right now. I understand how special Bijan is. The, okay. I'm just going to say Bijan with Bijan with that <laughs> offensive line in Philadelphia, that's that's scary news for Bears fans. If the Bears fans do – do bubble up and become a contender, man. And they lost but, Miles Sanders. That's what I said. They lost Miles Sanders to Carolina. I mean, come on, man. It just makes sense for him to play, play playing in Philly. I'm just saying. I, I like I like going back and forth with the D Hoppers. I, yeah. I mean, let me let me let me say this to you. Uh, yes, say this to me. If you if you're the Bears, and you go against the grain. But you come out with this dynamic offense next year, 
Here, look, how about we run my back to this? Braxton Jones, okay, starts every game at left tackle. His his goal this offseason, we're seeing videos, he's sparring with Jatiri Carter out there. His goal is to put on weight, get stronger. How hard is that to do? You're asking the wrong person, buddy. I can look at a biscuit and stick to my butt. So it wasn't ever <laughs> hard for me. It wasn't ever hard for me to gain weight, you know. But I do understand that there are some people that have to eat, to eat you know, to generate the calories to kind of have it stay on them. But it's a constant battle, you know. I mean, Boy, it's just. I, go ahead. I'm just saying to put on to put on. I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but I just getting excited here. Like to, to put on 20 pounds of muscle, 50, 10 the pounds. Right of, way. Yeah. That's not oh. easy. That's not okay. easy to do, bro. I mean, you know, in in that period of time, you guy just came into the league as a fifth rounder last year, right? I mean, yeah. how big do you want him to be immediately? And Ten pounds. I can I understand. Now I will say this: when I came into the NFL, I did the bench press test. I did nineteen. I think within two seasons, Mark, I uh, I could do four hundred five for for a double. It's just wow. getting into the right program, you know, and. Weightlifting really was obviously it was imperative as an offensive lineman, but uh, um, it just it, it, I, I was more speed and finesse and everything else. You know, I, I didn't need to be super strong, but you do in the NFL. So I understand what you're saying. Putting a little weight on that frame, getting a little bulk to you, it might help you in the end. But you don't want to ever lose your athleticism. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that that like that that's what he needs, and I'm, I'm saying that that's doable. I mean, how much did how did how much did it help Let's you? See here. Six six five three ten. You know what? I I finished the last season of my career at two eighty five. Now no, uh, it wasn't like they liked it, but I will say this: I also had thirteen years of seasoning, right? A couple of Pro Bowls under my belt to be able to handle guys at two eighty five. But what I didn't realize when I was younger in my career, as I was battling the the scale, I was three forty six at my highest, fellas. Wow. And oh yeah, uh, and. I wasn't playing at the level in the fourth quarter that I was in the first. Conditioning was a problem. Why? Because I was carrying too much weight. So, ironically, I got pneumonia one year, guys. I had a 103 temperature. I thought I had the flu. Uh, my uh, kid's mom, my first wife, took me to the hospital. They said, buddy, you have acute pneumonia. <laughs> I've been just popping pills, playing games the whole night. It's right smack in the middle of the season. I lost 25 pounds. So then when I got That'll back into it. form, being able to play it, right, yeah, right? So then when I got back, you know, to being just playing, I noticed I had a little more pep in my step, you know? <laughs> I had lost 25 pounds. So I said, let me, let me see what 10 more looks like. And I started just kind of, then I could see my shoes. I was really impressed with what was going on, you know? So being able to shed the weight and then managing it the right way. And, of course, going through a great work, workout program, that also helps. So I think he's a young dude. He's learned. It's going to happen to him organically anyway mark he's going to end up putting the weight on because he's going to be in a totally different system where guess what working out is part of your day you're not going to school yeah and the reason why i'm bringing it up is like the dude had a decent year at left tackle you have this guy you you sign nate davis there's your right guard you've you've got tevin jenkins you move him over to left guard C- cody whitehair is probably going to be your center you need a right tackle and you've got a potentially electric offensive talent in Bijan sitting there I, I don't ah. think I, I, you need you need help getting to the quarterback and you need help protecting the quarterback, but I don't think you need help protecting the quarterback to the level that you have to pass on a guy who could be just make your offense electric. 
And everyone wants to push back. He's a running back. Doesn't he run? Listen, look at who the Pro Bowlers were from the running back position last year. They're drafted in the first two rounds. The only one that was a fourth-round pick uh, is, was, is coming out of Dallas, Tony Pollard. These, these, I'm not saying they're being, you know, they're not all Saquon drafted two overall, but but they're drafted in the top 60. So who cares who if you? Did if, four, who do the fourth rounders supplant, Carm? Right. Okay, I got it. But that's only, <laughs> but, but that's only one, Kevin. That's only one guy. There, these are all. I mean. The, the the pro if you look at the Pro Bowl running backs, they're and, the and mostly second they, round picks. Who did the Giants give the long term contract to, and who did they give the franchise tag to? Like, I will say this. Listen, hold on a second. I will say this. Braxton Jones probably doesn't get near the credit he deserves. Why? Because he played in Murray, Utah, or wherever it was. Right. Yeah. And he didn't play yeah. in the SEC or the Big Ten or the Pack or the ACC or anything like that. But three hundred ten pounds and a four nine forty, brother's moving. And what I mean by that is he can pick him up and put him down. Now, I was just reading here, there is a little maybe of an issue with his lateral movement side to side, which eh, for an offensive lineman, you don't want that as a liability. But if the guy is more athletic than not, and he is stashed somewhere until, boom, he blossoms into a guy that someone's coaching and came out of nowhere. John Randall wasn't even drafted, fellas. You know, right. These guys can come out of nowhere. So, yeah. hey. Hey, Brad, before you go, toughest guy that you ever had to block was? Dwight Freeney. Yeah, Dwight Freeney because he's a midget. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, because he was a small <laughs> – he's a shorter guy, right? Shorter than you would say your prototypical defensive end, but he ran like a 4 4 40 or something ridiculous. They call him Wonder Boy when he came out of college, Mark, because he had this – he had the innate ability to do a spin move, which was his signature move while running full speed. That's very hard to do, if you understand what I'm saying. He's usually, usually you have to, when you're running upfield, it's an athletic move to be able to plant your foot and then come back inside, but you're showing that movement to the tackle at some point because you're slowing down. Well, Dwight didn't have to slow down. And that caused <laughs> a lot of problems. Ask Jonathan Ogden about that in the end zone. I remember watching him give up the safety. He said, this is a Hall of Fame player. You know, remember the offensive tackle for the, uh, the Ravens back in the day? Yeah. Well, either way, yeah, and I would ask, I would guarantee you, Mark, if you ask Jonathan Ogden the same question, Jonathan, who's the hardest player you ever had to block? You probably say, hmm, Dwight Freeney, guaranteed. Is Eddie George a Hall of Famer in your mind? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? He, Go ahead. What he, are you going to say? I agree with you. I love Eddie, and nobody talks about it. And that dude has—I uh, forget the exact stat that he that he has—that nobody else in the history of the game has done it. So it's around hundred-yard games consistently getting him. Eddie George doesn't get talked about, man. That guy was a hell of hell, hell of a football player. Yeah, and he's welcome. I mean, I blocked for his entire <laughs> career. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, of course the guy does. I mean, when you when first off. Eddie was one of those guys that you wanted him to be the first guy off the bus. And you know what I mean? When they see a dude, a 6'3", 6'3 and a half uh, running back that is jacked, you know, the defense is like, oh, my goodness, that's what we got to deal with today. <laughs> so that's when he was one of the first dudes you wanted to get off the bus. And, uh, and guess what? He lived up to the marquee, too. He ran dudes over. Yeah. Rookie of the year. First team All Pro, four time Pro Bowler. I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's put it this way: it wouldn't even be a question mark had we actually tied that game up on Kevin's last ditch effort in Super Bowl Thirty Four 
and then went on in overtime to whoop the Rams. But as fate had it, we didn't have it in the bag just yet. We fell a yard short. But had we had a Super Bowl championship under our belt, guess what? Edward George would be a Hall of Famer today. Well, I also kind of feel like, yes, the Super Bowl championship definitely puts him over the top. But if he's a Dallas Cowboy, if he's a New York Giant, if he plays for one of the glamour teams, I don't think playing for the Titans helps him, right? Kevin, you hit it nail on the head. Uh, Our media market was not well known. And we've had a lot of players that play relatively obscure. You know, went on to have great careers. So, I mean, people don't. Even, I remember people don't even know who Bruce Matthews is, Mike Munchak. I mean, this guy played 19 years. Are you kidding me? I mean, he played. He went to the Pro Bowl at every position on the offensive line. And there are so many people that don't know him because why? Because we're not in the Big Apple. Because we weren't in uh, 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 Appleton, Wisconsin. I say Appleton because you know, Green, that's where you had. To, that's where you had to stay when you go play Green Bay. It's in Appleton. It's probably one of the only cities. Yeah, you know, that house is an NFL franchise where you stay in a two-story hotel. It's awesome. <laughs> Second NFL running back. Here's the stat to rush for 10,000 yards while never missing a start. Durable as hell. The, 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 only, the only other dude was Jim Damass Brown. Walter, for the record, Bears fans, yeah, missed man. one. One. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that, that that's a real one. Uh, okay. Can I get a Warren Moon story out of you? Yes. Uh, the, so I was pissed off at Warren for a very long time. My rookie year because Haywood Jeffries, do you guys remember who Haywood Jeffries was? I do. Yeah. yeah receiver. Uh, one of the fat four that we had down there in that run and shoot system. Tremendous guy. He was goofing off and talking to me in the huddle and I wasn't saying anything. I just kind of was looking at him responding and Warren told me to shut up. I hadn't had a grown man tell me to shut up since Philip Hopkins did when I was a junior in high school. And yet here's Warren Moon treating me like I was his kid. I was I was truly upset. And I didn't say and I the reason why I didn't say anything is because Mike Munchek kind of grabbed my arm like just just chill, right? Just relax. So I remember, you know, like just I had forgot all about it. And I'm just kind of walking uh into the locker room after practice and I get this little tug on my jersey. And uh it was Warren. He was like, because he knew he embarrassed me in the huddle. And uh, he was like trying to make up like, well, you know, Hop, I was just, I said, no, no, no. I was still, I was still sulking about it. I was still mad. I said, no, no, no. I understand who you are. And I understand who I am. Never mind. I just kind of walked off the store. But we had <laughs> He was the one that actually, matter of fact, he sent me a picture of himself the year that I retired and said, time to hang him up, B-Hop. <laughs> He he was a, he was an unbelievable talent, and oh my it, gosh. there wasn't a better ball. He there wasn't a better ball thrown than the one that Warren Moon threw. Mark, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, a couple more for you before you go here, B. We appreciate the time. People are wondering yeah, is there is there a right tackle that you like? Perhaps that the Bears would take in the second round. I don't know how closely you're following the later rounds of the draft, but that's what people are asking. Well, there's there's let's see. Paris actually is a swing tackle. He could play either one. Um, yep. And because he's had limited experience at left, it's not to say that he couldn't play right, you know. So let's just say Peter went first, and there'd be your first right. You see what I'm saying? So uh, other than that, uh, I don't know that Broderick is fit to, to play a right tackle. See, you know the difference, right? The difference between right tackles and left tackles is the blind side of a quarterback is usually where you put your most effective rusher because they usually can't see him coming. And if you beat the guy that you're supposed to beat, then guess what? You had a free avenue to the quarterback. Um, that's usually where your most athletic – lineman is on that side of the line 
the right side, usually when you, 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 you're mauler, you're ground and pounder. As a matter of fact, I had John Runyon was one of my right tackles. Remember him from the Eagles? Sure. Uh, uh, Fred Miller from the Rams. He was one of my right tackles. Who are these guys? Big six, seven, three hundred and thirty pound maulers. And here's me, yeah. eighty, eighty, six, five, three, three hundred pounds. You know, over here on the left tackle, just running around. So that's the difference between left tackles and right tackles. Yeah. All right. Uh, it'll be super interesting. Do you have a? Do you have a uh, last one here? You got to guess on what the Titans are doing. I. I I heard a strong rumor here that that, that they're going to trade up to three and draft Anthony Richardson. I don't know if you've heard that, Brad, but that's uh, that's that's one thing that I that I heard. You don't look like you like that thought at all. Well, then that being that Mike was a liar, Mike Rabel, and that mean that Ryan Car- uh, Carthon is a liar. They basically said that Ryan Tannehill is our guy, and there really wasn't anything wrong with Ryan Tannehill. As a matter of fact, his rating from PFF has been the best that it's been in years. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think he was in the greens, if you know what that is, uh, his first year in, in Tennessee. His second year, and of course, he's a moon. He's not the sun. Derrick Henry is the sun in that system. But they do need each other, right? They do need each other in capacity. So if Derrick is healthy and Ryan is healthy at the same time, there's not a problem. What the problem was was that Ryan didn't have anybody to throw to. Why? Because they gave that guy to Philadelphia. A.J. Brown wouldn't got the got the bag up in Philadelphia, which is the only piece that the Titans needed, which is what got John Robinson fired. So guess where we are now? We're in the 11th pick of the draft, the same situation that we were in when we drafted Taylor Lewan back in 2014. So Taylor's retired, Ben Jones is retired. So we're thinking offensive line down here too. I'm thinking it might be Broderick Jones simply because Paris and Peter should be gone by then. But them addressing offensive line and then maybe in the second and third round a receiver to replace the potential of AJ Brown, giving AJ giving Ryan Tannehill a legit uh you know X or someone that's you know other than uh Chick uh Okonkwo, <laughs> you know, the tight end that was their best playmaker. So I think that, you know, that's probably what they'll do in the draft, at least in the first couple of picks. Jeff Fisher ain't listening. Did you like playing for him? Love playing for him. <laughs> Didn't like playing for him, love playing for him. Okay. That's my guy right there, man. That's my guy. Okay, okay. Did you play for Jerry Glanville? No, Jerry, I'm not that old, Kevin. Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> I had uh, Jack Pardee before Jeff Fisher was the head coach. Remember, Jack Pardee was uh, on the Oilers head coach for at least I think, maybe four years before they uh, fired him in the middle of the season, mind you, and gave Jeff Fisher the interim job, which then, of course, he turned into a, a head coaching job and ultimately a, a Super Bowl runner. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I was a big like, Houston Oilers guy in uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, so that, that quartet of, of wide Tecmo. receivers is still burned into my brain. Oh, my God. It's Tecmo Bowl. That's funny. People are loving you on this pod, Brad. You're getting a lot of love here. I'm getting texts from friends. I'm seeing it in the chat. You're So we appreciate you joining CHGO Bears. You're going to have to do this again now that you uh, made yourself available, so know that. Anytime. ILL, Mark. Yeah, no. Say it. Say it. Say it. I'll give you an I and I, Brad, because all you right, came right, on. So I, I got you. That's all, I, I, that's all I'll take. I'll take. It. You know, that's you're, great. you're, you're, you're. Hey, you know, here's some real quick. I mean, do they still play football? Do they play football don't, down don't, in don't Illinois? Do don't do that. 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 Okay, don't do that. But let, here, let me tell you this. Let me tell you my Kirk Ferentz story real quick. Okay. Sure. Let's hear it. So Kirk Kirk Ferentz was recruiting me out of high school. Okay. I was a I was a I was a tight end, 
And uh, Iowa was on the University of Iowa was only 45 minutes from the Quad Cities. So it just made sense that he came down and you know, saw me and he recruited me heavy. And then all of a sudden just stopped. Uh, there was rumor from some guys that my dad used to work with uh, that I got, there was erroneous reports put out by my high school that I was uh, slow recovering from injuries. I'd never been hurt. You know, there was allegedly a job promise to somebody if they got me to go to a certain school. So they sent out reports that I was hurt. And that's why Iowa stopped recruiting me. But Kirk Ferentz was a guy that I was really, I really thought he was cool. I really, really liked him. As a matter of fact, all the guys that were recruiting me, the tight end coaches, I probably thought he was the coolest. And who knows, I could have been a Hawkeye. Well, and you, you would have been there when I was there, for the record. Uh, you're a little bit, you're, I mean, you're, you're plus three on me, but... I know you, you could have been there with your dude, AC Earl. We could have been, we could have, I mean, that team was. <laughs> How about that? See, that's my, that's my guy. See, and that, that's what, hey, listen, when AC and I were actually on the court in Moline was the last time that Moline's basketball program had even actually gotten that far into the state playoffs. Like we lost to uh, uh, one of the Chicago schools uh, that actually won the thing. Actually, we lost to Rock Island that lost to one of the Chicago schools that won it. So I think we were ranked like 12th in the state something like that but to you know finally pull off the whole thing and win it man congratulations Molly maroons man a- ac didn't have a whole lot of uh, classroom perspective at that point correct <laughs> i'm not getting into that bro i'm not getting into that how you gonna do see how you gonna do that I got it because because I could I could do it, Brad, because I graduated Highland Park High, High School with a one five one. So I can go down that road. You can tra- you can <laughs> you can tra- Wait, you could. That, that's not what it was on your resume, Carm. We're gonna have to review that again. That's, I that swear was it was. I, I wear it proudly. Listen, pe- you know, people. <laughs> you can have. You can have a lack of focus then, and, and come into your own late. And I just. I remember one story. I, I am gonna do AC like this. Where they were asking him in some English class that he didn't know what an adjective was, and so they explained to him like, "Well, it's something that describes something." And his response was, "You mean like awesome AC?" And that's exactly right, AC. You got it. Damn straight. Awesome's a great adjective. Hey. You know he wrote a, you know he wrote a book. Well, there we go. I did not know he wrote a book, but there you go. How many, how many books have you written, Mark? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now. I'm now not saying. I, I, I say <laughs> it with love. I'm, I'm totally messing with you, man. I'm totally messing with you. <laughs> I'm saying it with love for my guy, AC. That, that, the Hawkeyes were eight, were eight in the country, and they beat the Fab Five when I was there. And that was, uh, uh, it was, it was awesome. Chuck yeah, Long, Chuck for yeah. sure. Chuck he's Long. Little, he's a little older than us. Yeah, we, yeah, that was that was pre. But you know, we had I had Dane and Hughes running around, you know, catching balls. Iowa football wasn't wasn't doing much when I was there, for the record. But that's okay. And that was that was Hayden Fry uh, at the start, at least. So, all right, hey, B Hop, you got to get out of here. We kept you long all enough. Right. Thank you, thank you so much, my friend. We'll we'll do it again. Thanks, all right, Brad. Have a great you guys have been awesome. Anytime, you guys take care. Brad Hopkins, longtime Titan. That was fun, Kevin. That was fun. That was awesome. I, I, I love uh, Jerry Glanville stories. I thought, like, for some reason, I thought like Jerry Glanville was there in the early nineties, or I don't know. Yeah, well, it's I, fine. I, I, yeah, it's fine. It's it's you, <laughs> you, 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 your, your new nickname is one fifty one. By the way, that's fine. Bring it on. Hey, listen, I I uh, I didn't have myself fully together. Yeah, no, this is the, this is the way it went. I but you know we're here today. So to anybody out there who has not hidden their peak yet, it's right around the corner for you. Not that I'm exactly there. But by the way, also in your peak on the, uh, hitting your peak, thank you, on the TV side, get yourself some Fubo TV, 
plus live channel sports, shows, movies, news. You can stream live TV from any device. You can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Cubs are on there. You can see everything that you got on Fubo TV by you know, getting signing up now, you get a seven day free trial. So check it out. Seven days. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. You sign up, yeah. check it out. If if you're digital streaming, like Fubo is like your option. If you're a sports fan, like Fubo is honestly your only option. It, it's 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 the way to go. Uh, I've had it forever, so um, I do a little combo. But you, if you don't have Fubo, you're you're doing it wrong. A thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. You can watch local teams while traveling which is a huge bonus. you got the NCAA tournament, of course, coming up this weekend. ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU, the Frozen Four. Of course, you can watch the Cubs on Marquee, White Sox, and NBC Sports Chicago. Fubo TV's got it all. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off, too, for your first month of Fubo Pro. Want to tell everyone about Goose Island. I was out at the bar last night. There was a lot of Goose Island reps. My guy, Alan, gave me this cool hat. It's 312 hat, all black. Shout out to Alan. I told him I'd wear it on the show. But Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO, and it is also the presenting sponsor of the uh, Chicago Sports Podcast, which I host with Luke Stuckmeyer usually every Thursday. Make sure you go check that out. Um, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster is unmatched, I think. Um, you got the Blackhawks Pale Ale. It's actually a limited release, so if you see it out there, grab it because it's not going to be around for, you know, until next season. Uh, Bull City 312, same sort of deal. Uh, they've got the Beer Hug IPA Series, the Green Line, the Matilda. Yesterday at um, the Whistle, I was drinking the 312 Raspberry Jam, which is mm. good. It was like a nice, sweet beer. Had a few of those. Easy drinker, 4.2. You know, so it was a really good time. Uh, Goose Island's two local locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks, which is where that Raspberry uh, 312 came from, at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton, or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Goose Island Beer Company and CHGO, it is the best match in Chicago going right now. All right, big night of sports coming up here. Of course, uh, Kevin, you know our schedule better, but uh, this is a – yeah, we're getting down to it for your Chicago Bulls, baby. We've got must-wins. Damn it. Let's go. Let's – let, let's let's beat the Hornets tonight. Let's go take Mike down. Bulls are a ten point favorite. Bet it at, bet it at DraftKings. They're due. Uh, so not, a lot, we got, not a lot more chances to, to to take Mike down, which you know honestly has not been hard to do when he's been an owner in the NBA, sadly. But he wants to sell those Hornets uh, cash out, which hard to blame him. So let's let's take another dub from him. We'll yeah, need to get CHG, back on track. Yeah, uh, MJ, I, I love you to the end of the earth, but uh, the ownership. No. Uh, yeah. Well, Bulls post tonight, so sec- check check out CHGO Bulls post game tonight after the game, and uh, yeah, same White Sox uh, moving along in Houston. Cubbies getting going here. One and zero, one and zero. How long will it last? If both baseball teams are undefeated, hopefully they can make it through the weekend. Never know. Uh, I'm, Everyone's be, saying, "Oh, they're on pace. They're on pace to win 324 games." Well, they do have four games against each other, so. Uh, we cannot go 324 and <laughs> oh, I'm, I hate to break it to people. 
Best that's we can do is three hundred fifty-eight and four. Or yeah, three hundred fifty-eight and four. Yeah, well, uh, that's why you're the head of content to, to, for that clarification. To, you know, one of them could go one hundred and sixty-two and zero, but that would mean sure it's uh, one fifty. Well, the other team would be one hundred fifty-eight and four. They're only playing four times this year. Yeah, that's both so would dumb. be records. It's just so dumb. Baseball, it, the crosstown thing, three each. Do you I don't like. Do you like everyone? Uh, do you like playing every team during the year? Every, all you know, all twenty nine other teams. Uh, yes, but I also do like I a don't. heavy. I like a heavy division. You don't like the. You don't. You don't want to deal with a full interleague. I I like the fact that they have. Um, we're not playing. You know the pirates and tigers. You know, fifty times a year or whatever. What was it? Eighteen. That's great. I, I think it's great that they've whittled that down. But to me, I would rather see the Yankees and Red Sox come through Chicago twice rather than like I don't need to see I don't need to see the Arizona Diamondbacks on the south side of Chicago. I don't I don't need to see I, yeah I don't uh, know, the Seattle yeah. Mariners at Wrigley. Like I mean, we can do one. Series and I know again. like and maybe it's because like we live in a two team town. I know there's people who live in Kansas City that say, okay, well now I get to you know see the Mets come to town or whatever. You know, whatever that means. But I, um, I would redo the divisions because whatever tradition. I would get rid of interleague play. That is my that is my oldest, stodgiest sport. Wow. Opinion. Let's just go back AL versus NL. Like let's make the all state all star game matter again. Uh so I had a very old man take that we didn't get to today. <laughs> so since you brought it up and it's You're Friday and people are burger. No, it's it's not even an old man take. The Cubs, can you pull? Can you put up? It's the first tweet that I got in there, Joey. Show the new beer uh, option that they have at Wrigley for what they'll that they'll put an old style into. It's this plastic, huge bat. Yeah. All right. Hey, man. That shit is terrible for the environment. We don't need 8,000 plastic things walking around every single game floating well, at the bottom on. of the ocean. I hate that. Do, do, we, do we not see every lake, river, and whatnot? We're draining the whole world. Do we really have to get the huge plastic bats that everyone's going to buy and they're all going to be floating in Lake Michigan and the Atlantic <laughs> and the Pacific? Give me a nice recyclable cup, Cubs. I, and, and by the way, it speaks into your... Well, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to go super down that you, road. But you can't. You can't recycle any plastic anymore, right? Like, it, the, go back. That to thing's not getting. Re- that thing is what, not what getting recycled. Old, what about that old wax cup with the old style beer? And so, like, your old style would taste like one. It was like a loaf of bread, but also just like laced with a bunch of wax. Yeah. By the way, so here come the bring cup. back the wax cup. By the way, I'm going to go down this road. I don't care what anyone says. I get here. I see all the commie, carm comments are coming. That's right. You want to call me commie? Calm? Listen to me. Listen to me. When you, when, when the world is on fire and you can't breathe because you were drinking out of a stupid ass plastic bat at Wrigley for your five seconds of enjoyment, you'll be thanking me that I was that somebody was on this <laughs> damn ass wall. Like what? I, I it, it's unbelievable. It's, it's it's eight. There's eight thousand tornadoes every single day, and 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 every and an, and an earthquake and a hurricane, and we got to go with. Let's go get the huge plastic bat. Let's not get.
give one shit about anything other than the fact that we're just going to enjoy ourselves in the moment here at Wrigley Field and we're going to sell more. I can't. Give me a plastic, I mean a paper recyclable cup or put it in the can and hand it to me and have a bunch of damn ass blue bins around here. We can do this. Plastic, super ass, <laughs> big ass bat. Sucks. God, is that annoying. And I'm going to see it for the rest of the time because they're all going up there. Everyone's buying them yesterday. <laughs> Here's my... my. <laughs> Cody's got one of those plastic bats in the studio now. There's a 100% chance I'm making you drink a beer out of that during Monday's show. Uh, I mean, I, you're, not, you're not wrong. I mean, what is this? Like, it's freaking Wrigley Field. Not, but like, not. Uh, and that's another Cancun thing, too. During like, spring break. It's not, but, this is not the Las Vegas strip. Uh, drink yeah, out of a, a cup like uh, God intended. Exactly. Let the beer vendor that I did for 15 years, let me pour that thing into a nice recyclable cup for you and then hammer it down and drink 20 of them if you want. And How does it work with the vendors? Are the, the they, vendors are, you have to go get it from a stand or the, the vendors those, are walking around with the bats? No, no, they don't have to, thank God. They're, the, the vendors how, much, but, how much are the bats? That I, that I don't know. It's, it's are they twelve. It's twelve bucks. I don't that I don't know either. I hope it is. If we can, it, it's twelve bucks, which is ridiculous. But it's twelve bucks to get yourself a Bud Light or a Budweiser, and thirteen bucks to get yourself a Goose. Hashtag go go for the premium. Get yourself a Goose from a vendor in a can. They'll hand it to you. Slam it down. Get yourself another. By the way, a lot cheaper to go eat Goose. Have a Goose at at either eighteen hundred West Fulcher or Clybourne and Sheffield. I recommend it. But God bless. Uh, is it twenty six bucks for that beer, Gary Ross? You have it, people can't be paying that. That what if that you is, dropped? What if you dropped your phone into the mm-hmm. urinal, the trough, and then used the the basilisk? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, by the way. Just for the sight lines, that bat is like it's a tall thing. People are gonna. It's like, well, would you and, put your bat down, you, so I could see the Cubs? And oh. there's a not non zero percent chance, like. I will probably give it to like the third homestand. Like we're probably going to see some viral video of some idiot peeing into that thing sitting in row four <laughs> in the right, right field bleachers. Right, right. And then they're going to dump it on someone. Benny the Bull's going to show up and he's going to start dumping beer piss on people. It just this is what this is why I agreed to do the show on Friday because I just knew it was going to kind of go off the rails. Yeah, we can do something loving. By the way, is, is hey Nicholas Mor- Moriano, are you in the chat? Because I saw you. Are you still watching? If you are, announce yourself. Because should we give Nick some? Should we play his piece, Kev? You want to? You want to sure. see? Um, this is a super sweet, loving end of the show uh, to our guy Nick, who uh, we love and went to DePaul. And Joey, I think you got this for us. Um, there he is, Nick. You are our hero. Uh, I, by the way, I, I, I got a lot of I got a lot of shine in this video here. So I'd like to thank the people at DePaul for for getting me in there. But uh, yeah. look at look at what DePaul University did for Nicholas Moriano here on our CHGO Bears podcast. This is going to play better for, on the YouTube audience, but you can hear it as well. Here, 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 here is here is a, it's it's three minutes. It's 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 so adorable. Let's all let you, let's get in the feels right now. Can they hear my us? Like talking over my this. My passion is writing, and it's you know telling stories and being able to take anybody in their affiliation with, with football and have them understand it a little bit better. I knew Aww. early on that I wanted to cover the Chicago Bears. I knew that some of the people there had taught at DePaul. So Patrick Finley, John Greenberg, 
So for me, the networking was definitely huge, and it did help to have some professors that already were in covering the Bears, and they were always looking out for me. They knew exactly what I wanted to do. If there was ever a job opening, my foreign professors would definitely send me a text, send me an email. They truly do care about what you're doing in terms of that degree and how you can best apply it. Our program offers multiple pathways for our students to... I don't want to talk over this guy, but the shoes, the walk up the stairs. I mean, is that Michael Jordan? So we have programs and classes in... Look at that dude! ...media reporting, in data journalism, in urban public affair reporting, in sport journalism. I like, I like Lawrence's CSU appearance right coming studio. up here. It's a fun environment to be around. The people really make it, you know, maybe okay. right before a podcast. Not, not your you finest ping pong, ping pong match. Who knows? That, but right it's fun to be a part of a company that, that provides a good balance There's for all Lawrence, that. Casey. DePaul helped me be prepared for all the flexibility that I have now because you have to be a multimedia journalist. You can't just be a writer. We explain to our students that you're going to do it all. You're going to write it. You're going to Carol Marine. You're going to speak it. You're going to Carol Marine. You're working at what you think is a conventional newspaper. So we want them to have sort of that bandwidth. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano on Tuesday. Being a multimedia journalist was huge to what I'm being asked to do now at CHGO Sports, where I do have to write. And then maybe later in the day, I have to do a podcast. After that, let's do a video on what you had just learned as the top takeaways. It seemed like a seamless transition from what I had learned in DePaul and my classes and what I'm being asked to do on a daily basis for CHO Sports. The first touchdown play that he had in that game, he said, that was a play that we've been working on. I took a class with Professor Adam Rittenberg, and the premise was a sports journalism class, but with a social media twist to it. And that's a big part if you're going to be a sports reporter now in this day and age. You've got to be on social media, tweeting out maybe tidbits from a practice or a press conference, how to write a blog post, how to make SEO headlines so that, you know, your work can be discovered. We have a faculty that does it all, produces for NBC, writes for The Atlantic works for the Wall Street Journal. We can connect students to the colleagues that we've this had is like a wireless every kind right of platform I mean, for news. Nick on the balcony, People unbelievable. Ask me, how is it covering the Bears? And I can only tell them that it's everything that I thought it would be and more. And that's what's awesome to cover the team that I grew up you know, loving as a kid. Absolutely, this is a dream come true. There we go. Let's go, Nick. Let's go. That was... I. I Honestly, the first time I watched it, I, I, I had a little tear come to the eye. It meant a lot. Congratulations. Uh, yes, and even Matt Nagy likes it. Good for Nick in the chat. Hey, uh, Preston Evans, 34, Super Chat. Is it just me or the Bears have the best and most complete wide receiver core in the NFC North right now? Uh, they might. They certainly have the potential to. Uh, you know, we. I just, if you go by the numbers, they do. So there's that. But can DJ Moore come in here and be DJ Moore? Is Chase Claypool going to go a whole lot better? Is, is Darnell Mooney going to return to where he was when he was a 1,000-yard receiver a year ago? They're all capable of doing it, but, you know, we got to see it all come together. Uh, Nick, with the thanks, guys. You should be proud of yourself, Nicholas Moriano. That was awesome. We're, we're all proud for you. It was, a, it was a really cool thing that DePaul did, and you deserved it. So congrats. Kev, should we say goodbye? I don't want to go anywhere, but I feel like we've reached the so. end. Right. Joey's got a long day today. Lawrence uh, Lawrence was off this week, so Joey and, and Steven 
picked up a lot of work in addition to Kevin and um, Sarah as well. So shout out to our production team this this week. Um, Joey's got a long day. He's got a long night with with the with the Bulls. So he's probably like, dude, we're already twenty five minutes over. What the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, we were. Joey, just, Joey's just... like, I'm providing a forum so Carm feels less lonely. He probably wants to go to Port or something. It's true. All right. Uh, hey, have a great weekend, everybody. We're back, of course, Monday, CHGO Bears, and don't miss any of the CHGO content over the weekend. I'll be, at, I'll be at Wrigley on Saturday if people are around, and if you'd see me, please say hello. I'll give you a hug. So, uh, yeah, let's see if the uh, good and old beer bat. And, and, yeah, I will not be with the beer bat, but that uh, – come on, Cubs. I'm going to go – I'm, I'm going to talk to Ricketts. Me and Tom are going to have a sit-down. Come on, buddy. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Laura Ricketts can't be thrilled with this development. That's one Ricketts you probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great Call weekend. It. Thanks for watching, y'all. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>